X, the Y. It won't go away, folks. It's still there. It's forever settled in heaven. Wednesday night, Wednesday, everybody's welcome. It's a new life class, but anybody's welcome, you can go in. Uh, Wednesday night, children's church right here. We have never promoted this like we ought to, church. We ought to make sure our kids get here. We ought to bring our neighbor's kids. We ought to get our kids. The whole thing is for kids. No adults has anything to do. Now, we do have an altar service and we pray for them, but the kids do everything, Sister Kim, under Sister Kim's leadership and whoever she picks, Wednesday night at 7.30. What, what about it, church? There's some things going on here, and I'm thinking, I'm in this, and I'm like, man, we ought to have a, all the kids in this neighborhood here. Whoever we can get here Wednesday night, Children's Church, amen, on Wednesday night. Thir don't forget Thursday night prayer. Lights are low. Just come in here and pray. Nobody's preaching. Amen. We're just praying. Amen. And let me say again, welcome to Christian Revival Center. So glad to have every one of you here. If I didn't call your name, it wasn't because I, you know, I was just kind of overlook you, but it was just simply because I don't count you as a guest. Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand together one more time? I know we've been here a little while. Amen. But you know what? We came in need. We came hungry. We need something from God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Acts chapter 2. I, it's amazing. I'm all over that. I couldn't get away from it. Yesterday, I had, was not settled yet on what we were going to preach or teach. But Acts chapter 2. By the way, this, this book of Acts right here, this every theologian that knows anything about the Scripture would tell you that the first outpouring of the Spirit or the birthday of the church, the Christian church, the New Testament church, it started right here in Acts chapter 2 is where it started. We've come a long way from this. We've separated from this. We, we've Christianized and humanized all kind of religion. Now listen, you can have religion and that's all right, but we need more than religion. It's, it's offered here in the, in the scripture. Amen. We, we're looking for salvation. We want to hear him say, well done. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. If you don't have your Bibles, just look right up here. They'll get it up on this screen at some point. If not, here we go. Amen. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. I'm going to read it again. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. Let's put our Bibles down, clap our hands one more time. Jesus. God, look around and shake hands with two or three people that's close. Amen. Great to see you in God's house. Amen. You're welcome here. Look what a nice guy I am. <laughs> Boy, I got some back in here today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, I, I knew I shouldn't have turned a bunch of Pentecostals loose. <laughs> you get a bunch of apostolics turned loose. Praise God. Everybody leaving on me? What's the deal here? <laughs> I thought we all went to the bathroom a while ago. Here's what we need in there. Here's what we need in God's, in God. We need an alignment. I, I, I don't know why I thought of that. I saw that somewhere, Brother Johnson. And I remember years ago, I remember the old car would get to pull in one side or the other. 
it wouldn't go straight. You couldn't let the wheel go, you know, Brother Green. It'd be going down the road, and all of a sudden, you'd say, how's that thing running? Well, it's pulling a little bit to the left. I kind of feel like when we get to the house of the Lord sometimes, I feel like we're just pulling a little bit to the left. We, ought to, we need a Holy Ghost lining up. And what does that? The good word of the Lord that is forever settled. You can always go back to his word. Listen, religion will fail you. Churches will fail you. Preachers will let you down. Your friends will walk away from you and disappoint you. And that's why that we need to get back to God, which is the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Amen. Get back to his word and get that, get yourself all lined up again. I give you permission to not pay much attention to me. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, I don't blame you for distrusting me. I don't blame you for checking up on me. All right? you know, some of you don't know who I am. All right? And so, but, but Paul gave permission to people uh, to not follow him if he wasn't following Christ. As long as I'm following the Lord, then you, if I stop doing that, then stop following me. So, so our scripture text here talks about, you know, continuing steadfastly in what? In the teachings of the apostles. Now, let's look at this just a little bit. The promised Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit had been poured out in Jerusalem, all right, in Acts chapter 2, fulfilling what the prophet Isaiah and Joel had already foretold, and Jesus himself had prophesied about it. He said, I'm with you now, but I shall be in you. That's why that we look, have to look beyond Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to find our plan of salvation. Thank God for the stories uh, you know, written by four different men of our Lord, the life story of Jesus Christ, his birth, life, death, and resurrection. Thank God for that. But we have to get past that, amen, his death after the death, burial, and resurrection, after the cross, after the price was paid, and then that Holy Spirit of the Lord was sent back upon all those who were tarrying there in Jerusalem. And this had all happened. It had been prophesied about over and over. Now the apostle Peter had explained to the confused onlookers here. He said, this is that that Joel prophesied about. He spoke about it. He said, in the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Peter was using those keys right there. He said, hey, don't be confused. These are not drunk as ye suppose, but this is that. This is what you're looking for. This is what the prophets foresaw, amen, way, way, way back hundreds of years before now. Thousands had received the Holy Ghost and were baptized, by the way, in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. And the Lord was adding to the church daily such as should be saved. Listen, folks, I hope this thing grows so big that you don't have a seat. I hope when you come in here next week, you don't have a seat to sit in. A standing room, somebody, you know, listen, listen, the, the Jerusalem church had literally thousands and thousands of members. It shouldn't be too big for us, all right? Amen. We'll just go to multiple services here. Amen. We, until we can build something big enough to house what God has. Amen. It is the will of the Lord that the church grow and get bigger than what it is, amen. And the Lord added to the church. I'm just kind of skimming down through the book of Acts. The Lord added to the church, the Bible said, daily 
such as should be saved. We had a baptismal service here Thursday night. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost fell. Amen. It does when you obey God. All right? I said the Holy Ghost moves when you obey him. The word continue simply means to go on. It means to keep up. It means to hold on. You know, sometimes we get so sick, we get in so much stuff, Brother Pete, that that's all we can do is hold on. That's all we have strength to do is just hang in there. Amen. We'll just keep doing that. Amen. One word for continue is endure, wear, stand. When you've done all to stand, stand therefore. Just keep standing. There's a, there's a running spirit. There's a get out of Dodge spirit. Let me get, no, no, no. Let, let's face this thing and deal with it with the help of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It means to last. It means to remain. It means to abide. That's what, that's what continue means. And one word that caught my attention, it means to survive. I'm a survivor. I just, I didn't do much. I don't have a lot of talent. I don't have a lot of ability, and I'm not too smart, but I'm a survivor. I made it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word steadfast, these kind of go together. I know we all, we know the meaning of all this. Let me just throw this out for a little food for thought here. Continued steadfastly. That's what the Bible said they did. In what? In the teachings of the apostles. That's why that we separate, this is why we, I'm a, I'm a little partial here. That's why you won't find a lot of people like us anywhere around here. Why? Because if people want to know what to do to be saved, we go back past Martin Luther, John Wesley, John Smith. We go back past even the Catholic Church. I know that people hate that, but, you know, that's the universal church. We go back past them, and we go to the apostles, Amen. To find out what to do. We go back to the man that had the key to the kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? It's not meat and drink, but it's peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So in essence, it's the infilling of the spirit of the Lord coming into an individual. And when that happens, you come into the kingdom of God. All right? That's what the kingdom is. Amen. Now, let me just continue here. I do have a few things I'd like to just bring out to you here. Steadfast, it means firmly fixed in place. How solid are you? How dependable are you? Can we build a church on you? Can we count on you? Can we depend on you? Well, let me just go a little further than that. Can your children depend on you? Can your neighbors depend on you? What you going to do when the storm hits, when trouble hits your house, when discouragement and disappointment comes, when you have to go to the hospital, things go wrong, and it will go wrong, I promise you. How, how are you going to respond? Listen, trouble's coming. The storm's coming. You can get ready for that. Just because you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you spoke in tongues and even got baptized in it, listen, that doesn't exempt you from life's trouble. Amen. Listen, things are going to happen to you. They will happen. The, 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 the question is, how will you react and how will we respond to those things? Anybody can shout when things are going well. Anybody can put a smile on their face if everybody agrees with them. Anybody can be happy and shout when they got money in the bank. But what happens when you run out of money? 
That's the test, ladies and gentlemen, and that's the witness that the world needs to see. We don't go to church because we've got it all together. We just go to church because it's the right thing to do. We don't go to church and shout because we've got victory every day. No, we've been promised victory. We've been promised deliverance. We've been promised joy. And listen, let me tell you something, folks. The world doesn't have this kind of joy. You can't go to enough happy hours. You can't go to enough parties. And I know right now, I mean, we're living in a, what, what, a new normal here, and I think it's the new stupid. No, 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 it's not normal. It may be for this world, amen. But listen, this world does not have what you need. You can take your kids to enough dance lessons and you can go to the ball. Listen, I, I'm, I'm okay with, with you going to, you know, to sports and that's the thing you do, soccer, moms, and everybody's going here and that's just the thing. Listen, you can get so wrapped up and bound up and hauling your kids to baseball practice and football practice and soccer practice and dance lessons and ain't none of that got nothing to do with God. It's got something to do with our clout in this world and how good do we look to our... Listen, listen, the church never has tried to please the world. That's why we don't try to get close to them. Amen. Listen, we invite them here. We're going to be as friendly as we can. We're going to love you as much as you will let us in this place, but we're going to do just like my doctor said. Amen. Sir, I'm sorry to tell you, but you got cancer. I didn't dislike my doctor. He knocked me off of my feet. But I didn't hate him because he told me the truth. Right. You know, the apostle Paul said to, his, to the church, one of the churches there, he said, upon first coming to you, he said, you would have plucked your eyes out and gave them to me. Right. Listen, you human nature. I'm getting serious here now, y'all. Y'all looking at me funny like, man, what's he going to do? He's going to pull out his gun in a minute. He, no, I'm just taking authority over things here. That's what I'm doing. We think the preacher's some little wimp, and we think the church is something we just, we, no, 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 the power of God's in this place. It was so strong in the book of Acts that a guy and his wife got killed at the altar. God killed them because they lied to the Holy Ghost. We need a little bit of that, Brother Johnson, thrown out. We need to know that this is not a social club. We need to know that it's not a place we just kind of come in here and decide if this is going to fit my lifestyle, is this going to be good for me, and I'll check this and out and see if this is good as the last. No, 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 no. This is the house of God. This is where people worship. This is people been baptized in the name. Hallelujah. It's serious business around here. Hallelujah. And the world ain't got it. We tried that. I lived in a backslider's home. I heard enough cussing. I saw enough people get drunk. I saw my own grandfather drunk. He taught me how to, what whiskey tastes like. And when I found a little holy roller church out in the country down on Myers' Bend, just as a kid, I didn't realize, I didn't know how to put that in words till I got grown, because I, but I knew there was a feeling in that. You know it's amazing? People fighting standards. The flesh, the human nature, they, don't, they want you to just give them all the good stuff. They want everybody, every message to be uplifting and, and you know, just delightful. And one woman told me, she said, you know, when I come to your church, I, I always feel worse when I leave than when I got there. I said, you know what, if you'd behave yourself, you try to act right, then you'd feel better. That's because she's so out of line with what I'm preaching. But Paul said this, he said, well, when first coming to you, you would have plucked your eyes out. You know why Paul was telling them good stuff? 
But when he got down to serious business, he said, nevertheless, because I told you the truth, I've become your enemy. What happened there? Hallelujah. All right, I'll quit being mean. I'm trying to, I got your attention though, didn't I? Amen. Praise God. Well, steadfast, firmly fixed in place, not subject to change, firm in belief, determination or adherence. Well, they certainly were going to need all the steadfastness that they could get because there was big problems ahead of the early church. Let me just give you just a little bit of it here if I can stable my notes. The mainstream established, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm being intentional here, religious leaders were not excited in the least with all that was going on, all these people being baptized and all this heat. They wasn't happy about that. I said the established leaders. We ought to get a little bit of reflection or a little feeling from that. You know, it's a type, all right, of what's happening today. In Acts 3, the lame man was healed at the gate beautiful. They didn't have to, this is what I love this scripture here. They didn't have to wait for the choir. They didn't have to wait for the preaching. They had miracles on the way to church. They, were, they, didn't have, they didn't get to the church yet and the miracles took place. That's when the man was asking for alms and Peter and John fastened their eyes upon him. Amen. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. That was the gift of the Holy Ghost working in them and they just delivered healing to that man. God worked through them, amen, to get the job done. Well, needless to say, amen, you know, the elders in Acts chapter 4, the rulers and high priests, you know, they, they, the Bible said they had laid hold on the disciples and they were brought before them. They were brought before these religious leaders in Acts 4 and 7 and when they had set them in the midst, they asked by what power or by what name? Here we go, y'all. What, what name have you done this in? I mean, a man just got healed. A man's been blessed. Miracles are taking place. And they want to know what name you know. That's important. That's a good question. Verse 10. Amen. When Peter finally got a chance to speak, remember he has the keys. Remember that. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel. Y'all got this? Yep, y'all got it. That by the name of Jesus Christ. By the way, you know what the Bible said? There's no other name given under heaven whereby we must, in fact, he says this on down here. Let me, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Amen. Whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you, builders, which has become the head. Didn't sound like no second person to me, all right? He's become a, the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation, verse 12, in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And I love verse 18. Come on, give the Lord a good hand for that name right here. Let me show you how serious the enemy is about that name. Let me tell you how much the, the enemy fears and hates the name of Jesus. He don't want you to have it on you. He doesn't want you to be baptized in that name. Verse 18 of chapter 4, and they called them and commanded them not to speak 
at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. The enemy still has a problem with the name. Why? Let me tell you why, because that's where the power is. When you speak the name of Jesus, demons get scared and get to trembling. You don't need to call a priest. You don't need any holy water. All you need to do, anybody, any one of you, call on the name of Jesus. Speak it with authority. In the name of Jesus, I come against you. I curse you. I drive you out of here. Listen, the devil has no choice. He has to go. Praise God. That's why they said whatever you do in word or deed, that's what Paul said, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. When I pray, when I baptize, whatever we do, we do it in the name of Jesus. The pressure was on, the strain, the tension, it just, you know, you know, to just not make waves. Let's just kind of go with the flow. Let's just get with it. No, 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 no. The church never has done that. Hallelujah. The true, true church never has made decisions because they were easy. Amen. The true church, amen, never has made their decisions because they were popular, but because they are right decisions. They are right choices. Then in verse 31, in the midst of pressure and persecution, and when they had prayed, the Bible said, oh, I love this, right in the middle of all this, you think you're under pressure? Amen. And they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. They were, what was happening? They were continuing in the apostles' doctrine. This is what they were doing. Chapter five is where people brought the sick and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. I'm sure folks were healed because, not because Peter was, no, no, because they had faith that he had been with God and he had a connection with God. Amen. That would be about the same as laying hands. They said, if we can just get our sick folks, we're just going to put them here and when he passes by, they'll be healed. In my opinion, folks, there are not many worthwhile tasks that can be accomplished without some staying power. They continued stayed, all right? Life is cluttered with those who start well and then for some reason they just lose their focus and lose their passion, amen. We can't afford that, church. Whether we continue or not, it's about the choices that we make. I hope we make a good choice today. I hope we put our feet on the floor, on the ground and say, you know what? The storm can come and it will, amen. Trouble's gonna hit, amen. But I'm here. My feet are planted on God's truth, Hallelujah. Attitude is a choice. Commitment is a choice. Uh, listen, initiative is a choice. We, we can, I'm talking about things we can decide right here and now. And let me tell you what else. Responsibility is a choice. These rugged followers of Jesus had left their nets, their tax tables, and whatever else they were doing. These were committed men. Amen. A commitment is what God is looking for today commitment I realize this message is, is much too simple for some of us continue yep that's it I mean but I do believe I really do believe if, 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 if it is received it's probably the most powerful and the most productive thing that any of us could do what are you doing well I'm just man I'm here 
Let me show you. Listen, this message of holding on, continuing, enduring, it doesn't sound too explosive. I understand that. Especially after that worship service. I mean, we were like, especially after you guys came back from Youth Congress, this is not something you were like, whoa, boy. No, no, you could probably go to sleep in this message after where y'all came from. But I'm telling you, it can be powerful for you. It's kind of like my show up message. Well, pastor, I got this problem. You just keep coming. The, the, you keep getting a little word every time. You keep getting in the fellowship of God's people who are fighting some of the same battles that you're fighting. Hallelujah. You get in good worship where it brings the very presence of God right on you and right in where you are into your situation. You just keep showing up with all your trouble. Little by little, God will begin to give you deliverance and give you victory over things. Some of us hadn't got that yet. Some of us, you know, some of us just kind of, if it's convenient, you ain't getting nothing from God when you do that. If you make your mind up, amen, this is where God lives. This is where he meets the people. Well, we've, never, we've never said that we're perfect around here. In fact, I, you know, I have a disclaimer, you know, and I tell people, hey, listen, we're not perfect. We got problems just like everybody else. But God has let us in on some things. He's, I, we're not worthy of it. I don't know why he picked us. But, but God's let us understand some things. He's unveiled some truths. And so God meets us here and he's, not that he doesn't meet us. I'm, I'm not trying to get a corner on God. I don't, I'm not saying that. But the presence and the power of God is here. Great place to be. Amen. Think, think about it with me just for a moment here. On this continuing business. They had to get to the Red Sea before God could roll it back for them. Some of us have never even given God a chance to work for us. Amen. Israel had to get to the bitter waters of Marah before they could have the pleasure of seeing God turn those bitter waters sweet. They had some continuing before they actually got there. Amen. David had to get in striking range of the giant before he could slay him. We've got to, listen, there's service after service that seemingly God overlooks us. We make trip after trip to the altar. Um, You know, I've been in church, you know, Many, many times. I'm like, man, I hope that preacher lets us go to the altar. I hope he opens that. I can't wait. I got needs. I've got situations. I need to be up where people are. I can pray anywhere. I understand that. But but, but just the altar of the Lord, kind of like Samuel. Get close to the ark of the Lord. Just stay close to the things of God. Get close to the people of God. And, and, And trip after trip, and it just seems like, really, my problem is still there. What are you doing? I'm continuing. I still got problems at home. I got financial problems. My kids won't behave themselves and on and on. And we're struggling and we're juggling with all this stuff, trying to keep our nose above the water. And it, it, No, no, what do you do? You just, you just get steadfast. This is one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. I'm going to get there early. It's like a job. My dad used to teach us on jobs. If you want to, here's what you do. You get there early and stay late. There's there's nothing like an owner of a company or a boss that he don't know if the guy's coming or not. Or if he's coming in late. 
you know, just running in, dragging in. He's letting everybody know how important that job is to him. When I get there, that's old. I know that's old time. I'm dating myself. It's like riding with people. If somebody picks you up, my dad was an old timer. If somebody's furnishing you a ride, don't you dare make them drive up and have to go to your door and knock on your door and try to pry bar you out of there. My dad would have got a big stick after me. He said, if that man's good enough to come by to pick you up, you'd be standing out on the side of the road. All he got to do is just slow down. You're showing your appreciation. Thank you so much for coming by to pick me up. You got a vehicle, and I don't. That's what that say. Y'all ever pick us? Oh, yeah, I'll pick you up. You know, and then you have to go. No, you can't get them out. We used to drive the church. I drive the church van every once in a while. Church drives a van free. We furnish the gas. We do it. We'll pick you up. And then you go to that address. You know, they ain't ready. You're nothing. You know, they just kind of drag. You know, it's like, boy, they act like they really appreciate us doing this. Well, that's what we do when we drag in the house of God. When we slip shod, might go. You know, you, there's, you're not going to feel like it hardly ever. So you probably won't be around. I'm kind of like Brother Sonny Nugent. People say, Brother Nugent, I want to go to church. He said, no, you don't. He was a psychology major, you know. You know, <laughs> He'd get right to, right to their thinking real quick. Oh, I really want to. No, no, you don't want to come. What do you mean? No, if you wanted to come, you'd come. And he'd just keep walking. If you wanted to get here, you would. I'm praying for a desire and a hunger to get a hold of us, a realization of how much we do need God in our everyday life. I've got to get to the house of the Lord. It's not a social club. It's just not a fun place to come to. This is where I get fed. Listen. I'm addicted to God. I'm hooked on God. I've got to have my worship. I've got to have the presence of the Lord. I've got to have my fix. I love my brothers and sisters. Amen. Nothing like coming to the house of the Lord. And it'll grow on you after a while. In fact, you need more of it. Just warning you right now. Amen. But Naaman would have died a leper had he not continued dipping in that old muddy Jordan. That was the, that was the you know, what the prophet told him to do. He didn't like it. He didn't like the river. He didn't like the way the prophet treated. Anybody ever go to church and say, eh, I just don't like the way. You know, there probably some people leave here today, but I don't know what was on problem with him. To, listen, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> don't do that. I, I could improve, I'm sure. And I'm not going to fuss with you about that. But, but Naaman didn't like, you know, what, you know what that spells? Naaman was a powerful man. It spells pride. Pride always wants special treatment. Treat me right. Say it to me right. Serve it right. Hey, listen, I don't care. Just give it to me. <laughs> you know, if it's what I need, just tell me. Hallelujah. Naaman didn't like it. But you know what? You know who told him what to do? You know who gave him instruction? A servant. A servant. And that's what every one of us ought to have, a servant's heart. I'm about done. Let's stand together, Sister Melissa, if you will come. Amen. We need a, the heart of a servant. And Chad, the preachers, in fact, maybe it was Samuel, or maybe it was, I think it was Isaiah. Isaiah said, woe is me in the presence of the Lord. You know, he made a confession. Now, you know, we get to knowing a lot. We, you know, and, and we get, oh, you know. You know. No, no, he, he said, 
I don't know when to go in. I don't want to go out. I, I, I'm so desperately in need of God. That's the place we have to get in. Didn't, didn't the Bible say that a broken spirit, broken heart, contrite spirit, God can't resist that. Can't resist it. Hallelujah. You know, we've got some wonderful, wonderful folks here, and I just, I, I don't know why, it's not in my notes, but I just feel like saying this to some people. This good spirit around here is due to your good spirit. Sister Kyra, what, a, what an awesome, awesome, sweet spirit that you have. From the first, first time you came, and the Holy Ghost just slew you right over here, just fell out. I didn't realize I was prophesying when I walked by. Children's church, by the way, the Holy Ghost is poured out in children's church. I just kind of walked by, you know, and she was just laid out, talking in tongues. And I said, "That's a st- I never met her in my life. But I, I, it just came out. I said, that's a stayer right there. She's a stayer. She's a continuer. M- maybe we ought to start speaking a word over more people. Stayer, stay. Continue steadfastly. In what? In the doctrine of the apostles. Listen, we're going to preach repentance around here. We're just going to keep doing it. No matter. As long as it's in the Bible, last time I checked, it's still there. Jesus said, unless ye repent, ye shall all likewise. He's serious enough. He said, you're going to perish if you don't do it. What is repentance? Let me show you what it is. Repentance is this. You're walking this way, doing about face. I'm going this way now. That's what repentance is. Complete. Hallelujah. So if you hadn't repented, Jesus said it was important enough that if you didn't do it, you're going to perish. In other words, that means to change your ways. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to keep preaching baptism. It's not popular. I understand that. People get mad about it. People get upset about it. People think that when you accept Christ as your personal Savior, that's it. You don't have to do it. I told you the story about the young guy that was asking me about that, and I gave him all the scripture. He was so excited. Went back and talked to his pastor, and he got scared to death of me. He Like I was the enemy now. And I thought, I, I, remember, if I remember right, you were asking me. I said, but by the way, and he, he acted like I had the leprosy. You know, fear does horrible things to people. And that's what this world will teach, fear. Oh, don't mess around with those people. Boy, they're off the deep end. Listen, I'm going to stick with that word. You can call me off the deep end. You can call me a weirdo. In fact, Paul said, I'm a fool for Christ. He was proud of it. I'm going to preach that because it's the only way, according to the scripture, that we can have sins remitted. That's what it's very clear. If it wasn't important, why did Paul rebaptize some folks? Why, why, why did they keep on doing it? After you get on in the book of Acts, and that is the history of the church, folks. That's the history of the Methodist, Baptist, Lutheran, Catholic. That's, that's all our history. Go back all the way to the book of Acts, and you'll see that's the foundation stones of the church. So I keep reading those times where they had to repent and they were commanded to be back. I keep on like, well, you know, I think God's trying to tell me something. 
Is it all right if I just keep preaching that around here? You get what you preach, folks. You get what you preach. I'm going to keep preaching the blessings of the Lord. I'm going to keep preaching that God is a healer, that he is a deliverer of every situation. If it's okay, I'm just going to keep doing that. Amen. But, but we're not going to leave out these awesome things. And the next thing after you repent and get baptized, the promise of the Holy Ghost. I said the promise of the Holy Ghost. And the Gentile, the first Gentiles, that's us, by the way. Not many Jews. Brother Sam may be one of the, probably the only Jewish guy here. The Gentiles first received the Holy Ghost. When they had to go back to answer to Jerusalem, because they're like, what are y'all doing hanging around those Gentiles? They were scolding them back at the council. What in the world's going on? You know, we're Jews, and you talk about prejudice, folks. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson had a, had a heyday back in those days. Somebody showed me a caption of, of Al Sharpton. And uh, I don't know if he's seen, you know how you can see stuff online, I don't know what it was. You know, I don't know if he said it or not, but that's their take on it. And he said, two things I hate or I can't stand. He said, that's discrimination in white people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Just popped in my brain. You can see everything out there. Hallelujah. But they had discrimination, real discrimination back in those days. But the Holy Ghost was being poured out upon Gentiles. And when they was answering the people at Jerusalem, the council, they said, we perceive that they received the Holy Ghost just like we got it. Because we heard them speak with tongues and magnify the Lord. So the Holy Ghost is promised and the evidence of that will be a tongue that you've never learned before. Hallelujah. I can feel it coming on. I can feel it in somebody's spirit and somebody's heart right now. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want a supernatural, I'm skipping a few things here. Amen. If you want a supernatural, if you want some supernatural to work in your life, Amen. In your situation. What do you do? You just continue. You just like they did around the walls of Jericho. Listen, that great city of Jericho, the walls would have never crumbled to the ground had the people not continued their obedient march. That's just how it works. So I just, you know, I don't know who I'm talking to here, but I just feel like there's some good people and you've marched, you've done the will of the Lord, some of you for years. I just feel like it's close. I just feel like your day is just about here. It's almost time. But don't be weary in your well-doing because in due season, there's a season, there's a time. Amen. Could we just thank the Lord for that? I don't know when it is and I don't know what it is, but I just feel that right now. Let's just thank him, amen, for what he's trying to do in this place. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. If it's appropriate, if it's appropriate, reach over and lay hands on somebody, join hands with somebody. We're going to pray that everybody in this place will continue. Amen. Won't run from their tests, won't run from their trials. 
Amen. Victory is promised to every single one of us in the name of Jesus. We release strength right now. Amen. To my friend, my neighbor, my brother, my sister in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for that promise. We lay claim to it, God. We bless your name, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your wonderful people. Thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands to him in thanksgiving right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's ain't nobody but you. Praise God. Don't forget the announcements. Don't forget what's going on in the church, 6 o'clock tonight. I'd love to see you. I kind of get anointed, get thrilled about the good word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And if there's somebody there that's just kind of, you know, never seen that, and oh, that's in the, yeah, we love to point out those things that, you know, traditional religion just passes up. We asked one guy one time, in fact, somebody did it again recently. They said, well, what, do you, what does your church do with the book of Acts? And the guy said, we just skip it. We don't even go there. That's the history of the church. But so we, we do. We go right in the middle of that. And so join with us tonight. Refreshments, fellowship, and a little word of the Lord. Nothing but the teaching, no worship or anything. Amen. Put your hands together. Amen. Let's close with this song. You don't need anybody but Jesus in your life. He'll take care of everything. Well, when I was in trouble. He came to my rescue, nobody but you, Lord, well, nobody but you, oh, nobody but you, Lord, nobody but you, nobody but you, Lord, nobody but you, well, when I was in trouble. You came to my rescue, nobody but you, Lord, nobody but you. God bless you, dismiss. Nobody but you, Lord. Shake hands and be friendly. Nobody but you, nobody but you, Lord, nobody but you. Oh, when I was in trouble. You came to my rescue, nobody but you, Lord, nobody but you.